Welcome to the Commercial Real Estate Investing from A to Z podcast. I'm your host, Steph Bodrini. This podcast is for everyone who wants to learn about commercial property investing. We get the best people in the industry to give you straightforward and practical advice that you can actually use in your investing. And in today's episode, we are going to be learning where is Gen Z shopping today? And what is the future of retail? As you guys probably know by now, I think it's really important to talk with people from all kinds of ages and jobs and locations. It's really, really important to understand where the world is going, how they think, because it's so easy for all of us to think that people shop the way that we do, when in reality, that is not the truth. So I just came back from the Real Estate Guys Summit and met all the young investors over there. These are phenomenal people that are moving and shaking. And I did not want to pass on the opportunity of interviewing them at the summit. So the audio is not going to be that great. So please bear with me for this episode because we were outdoors and there were moving things, but I really wanted to get all of these people to share together how they are shopping today, how are their friends shopping today, and they're from four different areas in the US, and hopefully that will give us a good glimpse of where retail is going, how they are thinking. These are the people that they're getting into the workforce right now, so they are the ones who are going to be determining how retail is done. So it's really, really important to understand where retail is going from the people that are entering the workforce today. So don't only listen to this episode, talk to these people that are in your area. I don't have Gen Z years in my life, but whenever I come across one of them, I always ask them how are they thinking, how they are shopping, etc. So hopefully this will enlighten all of us. Here we go. We have four amazing young real estate entrepreneurs here, and I really appreciate each and every one of you taking the time. We're all starving and they made the time to be here. But first, why don't you guys please introduce yourselves with your name, age, and where do you live? Um, I'm Adrian Wilson. I'm 21 years old and I'm from Indianapolis, Indiana. I'm Jake Pinkerton, I'm 19, and I'm from uh, Lakewood Ranch, Florida. I'm Daniel Finney, I'm 25, I'm from the San Francisco Bay Area, California. And my name is Cody Davis, I'm a 21-year-old from Seattle, Washington. So I'm so happy that we have Gen Z here, and hopefully we can drop the millennials because it's time that we start talking about Gen Z and where everything is going and please keep in mind that these are real estate entrepreneurs so they might not necessarily think like the rest of the people but i still think that they have a really good grip on where things are going why don't we start with where are you guys shopping today mainly i'd say i use amazon um, quite often um, whether it's i need I don't know, anything electronics-wise, uh, shirts, clothing, whatever that may be, um, I'd say Amazon. I don't shop too many other places just for the convenience, because it's convenient, but generally that's, that's pretty much about it. To piggyback off what Daniel was saying, a lot of what has, over the years, like we grew up with the ease of online, 
So if we need something, it can be at our doorstep, same day, one day shipping. And personally for me, physical shopping and malls and retail stores, etc., cetera, uh, has turned into like a day trip where I go and hang out with my friends and we still shop and buy. And if we need things, maybe we'll go out. But a lot of the time if I'm by myself and I just need cheap pair of flip-flops, I'll go on Amazon and get them the next day. Personally, I usually go to Target if I'm going to buy anything. In store? I'll go in the store. Yeah, and the biggest thing for me is I have a very unconventional uh, sleep cycle. So I'm up really late and then usually up really early as well. So I look for the stores because I'm working through the day, pretty long hours. I need to be able to go somewhere physical that is open later. And I've noticed a lot of smaller shops are restricted hours if they close at 7 or 8. That doesn't work for me because I'm working past 7 or 8 and so when Target's open 10, 11, 12 depending on the area that's convenient for me. I don't like to order online. Um, when I was younger it was just a way to pass time, right? Was you went and you walked around Walmart and you would play with the toys and all kinds of stuff. So when it comes to actually shopping now I just see like brick and mortar stores as just ways to kind of pass the time. Like if I really decide that like, I need something and I want something, I'll go online and order it. Because I know if I go and look and touch it and feel it in the store, I'll be like, oh, I don't need it today. I'll put it back and go and find it either online when I have a coupon or they're running a sale or something like that. I can wait and I don't need it today. That, that happens wow. to me too. When I was younger, I was taught a lesson where when you spend your own money and you think that you want something and then you end up regretting it, it hurts a lot more when you spend it yourself. So I was taught to, if I see something that I like but I don't know if I want it right away, to put it back and come back another day. But usually that teaches you that you don't want it. But if you do, then you go back. Most of the time though, it ends up being the latter or the first thing that I said. For me, for some reason, I'm a lot less impulsive when I'm online. I don't know why that is. It doesn't really make sense. But in Maybe. the store, if I see things that I want or that look cool, oh, I'm gonna, I'll buy it. And I'll go home and like, what am I gonna do with this now? Probably didn't need to spend the forty dollars on you know whatever that was. Uh, online, I just know what I need. So that's what I'm gonna buy, and that's that's it. It's Maybe it's an ease of options online because mm -hmm. you think you go to a mall, you can go to fifty stores. If you're online, you can go to every mall ever and overseas. I'm a kid in a candy store pretty much. I see like a new belt buckle that I might want or a pair of shoes or, or this or that. I'm in that store and I'm surrounded by it so I might buy more than I actually want to or need to instead of online. Like it doesn't give you any, well it gives you suggestions for other things so I just ignore that and just say, say okay that's the shirt I need. <laughs> that's it. And similar to what Jake kind of said is when you have your own money, it's a little bit different. So one of the first things I was taught when I first started shopping with my own money, because um, one of the things that I decided I wanted right off the bat was going to make me feel like I had become successful was a designer bag. And those are very expensive for what they are. So the first thing I was taught was, okay, so you want it today and you can figure out what you want and what you like about it. And then you can keep thinking about it. Wait three months, wait six months. Is that still the one you want or do you want a different one? Okay, so now you've picked out a new one. Wait six months. Do you still want that one? It always changes. So just because you want it today doesn't mean you'll want it tomorrow. So that's something I've learned too is shopping. It's They want you to want it right then and there. 
and decide that that's how it's going to be and that's what you want but that's not necessarily like the long game through it I guess I heard from another Gen Z person here yesterday that you guys shop on Instagram is that true? I've never done that no. myself I don't know I'm not great with those apps really anyway I'm not going to stay away from Instagram and stuff like that but I do know you can buy and purchase things I just don't know how it really goes I have before. Um, I have a friend of mine who has a business account on Instagram where she goes and thrifts clothing and lists it in pictures. She will carries her cash through Venmo. Um, so she does different ways where you, it's like cash and carry where you just say, yep, I want $15 for this shirt. Or she runs days where it, she'll post something and she's like, the bid starts at $5. Whoever bids the most, I will DM you and you win. And then we'll get the transaction going through Venmo and I will ship it to you. So I've bought a few things from her that way. It's impossible to scroll through social media anymore without getting ads for random things all the time. So that's my experience buying through social media, but I wouldn't go through any like the ads or anything like that. I try that's, not to. That's what I was going to add too, is that when you go online and you shop on your phone, when you go to open up Instagram, you get three, four, five different companies that sell the same product that you were looking for. So. I think it's not necessarily a, a shopping through Instagram necessarily where like the sunglass sunglasses that I own, I found the company through ads here, there and the other place and then I saw somebody that I knew owned a pair so I asked them about it, did my research, etc. But it definitely pushed me in the direction scrolling through Instagram late at night after looking for them earlier and then seeing it again and again and again and again. It's kind of the same idea with being in a physical store that Daniel was saying when you get impulsive it's because everything's around you and you're looking for it and then you see another one and you see another one and you see another one and eventually you decide on one that caught your eye more than all the other ones because it's in your eyes the best or the one that you really want. Or you buy that and what you're looking for. Or you mm. buy two. <laughs> so let's say you guys owned a piece of retail today. What would you put in there? I would start out, if I had a piece of retail, I would section off a corner of it for virtual office. I see that there's a lot of need for that, and having been around and in that business for a little while now, a lot of people are shifting out of wanting physical space, so if you can just sell air, it's like, why wouldn't you? So you just put off a little corner, mail goes and gets dropped off there, and you're able to get a higher income per square foot than you could if you leased out that corner of the store. That's where I would start. Uh, as far as other retail goes, I would put something in there, like just for me, because I have a, a weird living schedule, like when I'm up and out and about and shopping. So I would try and resonate with that because I know there's other entrepreneurs and folks like that that live a less conventional daily schedule. And so I would put something in there that's open 24-7. Or I would have one company that's active during the day and one company that's active during the night so that you can monetize all hours during the day. Similar to a rental property. I feel like, especially with our generation, I think we're Gen Z, that uh, people are trying to shift towards being more financially independent and free and with that, they're trying to learn about a little bit more in sales. And there was a saying I learned from some guy that's in retail and people love to buy but hate to be sold. 
However, when people are when people are learning about sales, like I love to be sold because it teaches me how to be a little bit better, how to get more money, and how to monetize things better. And so that's one reason I like physical stores more. I think that's where more of our generation is moving to, and which is why this could stay relevant in the future. Definitely, I think with physical stores, uh, doing this event, I met a woman named Hannah who owns a few Lululemon stores and where she lives. And I think that's definitely a, would be where I would put my money, is you get popular online marketers because Lululemon started out in other stores. Uh, for example, like I buy Gymshark a lot for my gym clothes. I don't buy anything else for the most part, unless I see something randomly, but that's impulsiveness. But Gymshark I buy for the most part, but Gymshark doesn't really sell their clothes in store. So if Gymshark were to say, hey, we want to start putting shops into malls, we want to start putting uh, standalone shops, I put my money into something like that because personally, being at college, clothes is kind of like a, it's like a weird social status. It always has been, but especially with our generation being a lot more active, I'll go to the gym and people start conversation starters about the clothes that you're wearing. I'll wear my Gymshark stuff, they have the classic white shark on it, or it says Gymshark, or the Lululemon logo, and people will just start conversations like, oh, where'd you get, like, when'd you buy that, how much was it, do you like that material, um, et cetera, things like that. Definitely impacts. But would you go to the store, and I do you go to Lululemon yourself? I have been, but um, so on the East Coast they don't really have much of them, as so like Northeast. When I moved down to Florida, they have Lululemon's, more Lululemon stores down there. So I've stopped in because I want to see how they, I was interested because I only ever bought online. But uh, Gymshark, I've looked for where they sell in person because I'm curious as well about what they, how they're, what they hold there because a lot of the time online they're out of stock. As far as um, like a storefront retail type situation is concerned, I don't know much about it. I don't even know what I'd really put in there. However, I do know that Amazon now allows you to be you know, a seller for Amazon, which means you basically can pretty much go to any other, you know, either buy for a wholesale price from you know, the company. It could be anything like plates to chargers to sunglasses, stuff that's very popular popularly sold on Amazon and now you're the seller so you take it for a discounted price and resell it on Amazon that would be something I'd be interested in doing more than you know just putting up a clothing store or you know because then you know you you mark up the prices how you see fit or whatever the standards are for Amazon but you still make decent uh, profit on everything you're selling it's all random stuff too it doesn't have to be the same uniform stuff um, you can sell you know, coffee mugs to, I don't know, uh, headphones to this and that. It could be a bunch of, I've worked with people in the past that have those types of stores when I was working my last job. Um, it's very interesting. It looks like a bunch of clutter, but they do really well for themselves. Um, so you would convert your retail space into a warehouse, basically? Kind of like an office, yeah, just a holding center for all the product, um, and then you ship them out. Or you have this deal with Amazon where they ship it. There's two ways you can do it. Either you ship it or yeah. they ship it for a uh, price. So we're the next ones. We're the up-and-comers, right? So yeah. we're now the consumers. And one thing I've noticed a lot is we're very led and driven by social media. And a lot of things that I see people our age posting nowadays are different brands, like brand recognition. That's why 
Gucci exploded the way it did. That's why Prada is exploding the way it is right now. People think of these certain brands as making it. If you own something with this name on it, you've made it. You're great. Everyone's gonna see you differently, especially when you can post it on social media. You want everyone to see it. So I would wanna come up with a way to get as much of these different brands more accessible to these people. Because I've also learned that through different ways is it's very, I don't know, niche, I guess, to be able to go in there. Like they are, they are looking for certain consumers. They don't necessarily want to sell to the younger people. We're kind of looked down upon. You're not there yet. You can't afford it. All of that kind of stuff. Where, but they're willing. They want it. They want the items. But the brands themselves are like not really sure they want to sell to the younger people quite yet. So I would want to figure out a way to get more of that product into the hands of the younger people because that's what is in demand for them right now. Would you do um, that in a store format or online? Um... Honestly, probably both, because there again, you can go into the store, you can see it, touch it, feel it, see it, and know what you want, but then like I said, if I want to wait six months, I'm not going to go back to the store in six months, I can order it online, and like Jake said earlier, get it the next day. Yeah. So I would honestly try to figure out a way to do both. So for sure. seeing something in person and touching is important to you guys? For me, yes. Yeah. yeah. It is, I would say, in terms of if I'm buying something that's a little pricey or something I wouldn't usually buy, I'm not going to go online for it if it's like the first thing I'm buying. So gym clothes it's a little different, but for example like uh, watches or if I want a new pair of shoes that I'm going to wear every single day or if I want running shoes, I'm not going to buy running shoes online and hope that they fit well. There's still definitely a touch and feel aspect that I need with certain products, but it's not all products I guess, personally for me. So yeah, and to draw in Jake's point, the word that everyone's throwing around now is quality. Everyone wants stuff that's good quality, and you can't really check that through a computer screen. And you cannot get that on Amazon either. No. I'm coming to the conclusion. Yes. <laughs> I need to physically be in the store. It, really, the only time I need to be in a store is if I'm going to buy, it's, it's really clothing. It's, I don't know, I have a weirdly made body that doesn't, <laughs> some clothes just don't fit, and I won't know. I order a bunch of stuff off of Amazon or whatever online site and who knows what you know it's cotton or it's polyester or if this fits this person but they won't fit you it's supposed to fit but I'd rather go in make sure things are how they should be and then leave happy not, not dissatisfied so what an awesome awesome uh, interview you guys um, is there anything else that you think investors should know with regards to your generation in terms of real estate investing? I think it's really, really important to not pick one or the other and do hybrid because there's products that are just nicer to have ease of access. There's products that are nicer to have the touch and feel. It just needs to evolve to supply both demands in a sense. There needs to be an online and an in-person. There needs to be, some products may fall out of the uh, in-person and go only online. And it's just a evolving process that you shouldn't pick one or the other on. I think it's good to kind of notate that I think things nowadays, whether it's products or whatever, the mindset about everything changes faster than it used to be. It used to be a uniform 
type of, you know, for, for 10 years, this is popular. For this, I think it's gone 10 years to now it's only five years. Now it's two, now it's about six months. So things change really, really fast nowadays, especially with the advance in technology and everything else, you know, just certain types of brands, certain things that you've been used to your whole life are gonna change a lot faster. So whether it's product-wise or you know, lifestyle-wise, very fast. I would just say don't try to follow the curve, try to be ahead of it. Because going off of what Daniel said, you're, if you're always trying to chase it, you will never catch up. It's changing faster than we can even do. I feel like I have to change my closet every three months because... Change your closet? My closet, really? yeah. My clothes and everything. Like I feel like I'm always having to buy new things to keep up with the trend, so I just gave up. Yeah. Because I was always trying to follow the curve instead of being a part of it. And more so on the office space and the retail side. I've noticed this, and I follow a lot of folks that are really high up in the space, like Dave Ramsey owns a lot of buildings too. And one note that he made from one of his studies is that this generation is more ambitious than that of prior generations. And it's not out of greed, but it's just out of the longing to be more successful. And so they're taking new leaps and jumping into businesses that some of their families have not been in. And out of that, that's gonna create an extra demand on space. Not everything can be virtual, and even if it could be virtual, not everybody wants it to be. And so I see an increase in demand over the next decade or so, just for the fact that our generation wants to get better, and you can't just get better online. And there's gotta be a physical aspect, because regardless of whether it's B2B or B to C, like whatever your business is, there's got to be some human interaction at, at some level, and so the office space will stay relevant. So you still appreciate human interaction in face-to-face? -face? Yes, Certainly. more so now than it's, ever. Yes, exactly. Especially oh. after this big pandemic, it's nice to see faces again, so yes. Okay. Being I'm around for this event has definitely impacted all of us a lot to be back oh. safely in person. I would also say, and it's tied into pretty much everything, have hope with our generation. Still us that are smart and intelligent and, want, and have the urge to learn and, and uh, take what we do very seriously. We're not the ones that are just stuck on TikTok and have all day long, you know, brainwashed by all this, these new trends. Um, there are a bunch of us that really want to learn and be successful, so that's where I would probably be with me. These are the next movers and shakers in the real estate space. So I encourage each and every one of you to connect to all of these people. How can our listeners get in touch with you guys? Personally, I'm mainly on Instagram. Um, my handle right now is underscore Adrian Louise. So A-D-R-I-E-N-N-E-L-O-U-I-S-E and a second underscore. That's where you'll find me. You can also find me on Instagram. It's a personal account, but I'm on it all the time. I use it for everything. Uh, it's jakerton.35, J-A-K-E-R-T-O-N.35. Um, I'll use my Instagram handle as well, I guess. It's uh, Daniel Finney, and it's Finney, F-I-N-N-I-E, and then underscore music. And then mine is Cody D 2020 And as always, all of their handles will be under show notes. Thank you all so much for delaying your lunch and enlightening us today. Thank you for having Thank us. Thank you for having us.
If you haven't already, make sure to subscribe to our newsletter at montecarlorei.com. If you're doing from your phone, it's going to be at the bottom of the website. If you're doing on a browser, it's going to be on top of the page. I just realized that and we're going to get that fixed. But regardless, it's either on the top or the bottom of the website. And I would love to thank one of our latest reviewers, Sarah Freeze. Absolutely amazing. I highly recommend this podcast. Stephanie and her guests discuss very valuable and insightful real estate investing content. Thank you so much, Sarah. I really appreciate you taking the time to review our podcast and I will see you next time.